0: Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Leon Fontaine. Leon's teaching will help you develop your own personal relationship with Jesus and walk in God's promises. His teaching on a spirit contemporary approach to life and Christianity has helped so many around the world. His messages clearly lay out how to impact your world in a spirit filled, relevant way. You can watch his program, Leon Fontaine, The Spirit Contemporary Life weekdays on Miracle Channel, Corco, or our streaming service, Corco Plus. Let's dive into the message.
1: Hey everybody, it is so good to have you with me today. I love teaching the word and I'm just on this passion wherever I go right now in our churches at Springs and our television studio, wherever I am, I am on this passion about reintroducing faith to people because so many people have been turned off by an incorrect teaching of faith. And so I'm prefacing all my messages on this next little while that the Bible teaches us in Romans that now There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So if you've given your life to Christ and someone teaches in a way that condemns you and shames you, um, don't accept that. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And for you to change and grow in, in this area of faith and righteousness and believing and knowing who you are, This requires you to be at peace and to know God's love. God does not teach you through shame. God does not teach you through condemnation. It's the opposite, the second people feel condemned The second people feel ashamed, they move away from what makes them feel that way, which could be the teaching of local churches, which could be even a a well-meaning preacher or friend who's a Christian sharing the gospel in a way that simply brings shame and condemnation. That's not the gospel, the gospel is Good news. So, as I teach you about faith and taking your life to whole new places, it's not about you trying to become that person, you already are. And anytime faith or confessing God's word or believing makes you feel like you aren't, but you're trying to become, that's not accurate you know, because according to the word, you are uh, the apple of God's eye. You are forgiven. You have the gift of righteousness, uh, you know, that God doesn't hold any sin to your charge, uh, that your future is bright and amazing. All of your past is gone as far as the east is from the west. God chooses not to remember. It makes himself forget. Now, so whenever you hear teaching, it's, it's It's kind of normal for us to say, well, I wish I knew this when I was praying for a sick child or um, a family member that I used to, you know, that we lost or a situation where I lost my business or all of us have those. But the teaching of faith is not to go into your past to be condemned or to feel shame. It is to build you up and to just take responsibility. Don't Don't take shame, don't take condemnation, but take responsibility for your future. You don't have to take responsibility for your past. You know, there are things we were taught as kids. There's things that have come into our lives because of the people from the past who taught us, uh, the DNA of our parents. I mean, there's so much junk. Don't take responsibility for all that. But now from where you are today and looking ahead into your future, let's take responsibility because God has given us an incredible ability. First John 5, 4, this is the victory that overcomes your world, your faith. And so we're going to be talking a lot about faith from so many different perspectives, believing and being excited and happy. And so many people who have tried this faith confession message out, but maybe they have a long-term illness uh, or a loved one, and they didn't understand that confession uh, has different layers to it, that the first thing is to establish and plant the word in your heart then it begins to affect your life. And so people will make a confession like kind of routinely and and get hurt. So today I want to dive into this and I want to look at something uh, that I think is so crucial. You see, the Bible teaches us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. Now, when I say fear, I do not mean to fear God because he might hurt you. Now, that's not what I'm talking about at all. In fact, it's this awe. Oh, it's this um, uh, this stunning look at God as he's huge, he's amazing, he's incredible. You know, when King David, uh, when he was a boy, before he became king, went out to the battle field and he heard Goliath speak words like, send someone to fight me and whoever wins will own the other country. You'll be our slaves. And it made everybody's knees just start knocking. In today's world, there are Goliaths that are screaming and it's you're gonna be poor, you're gonna get cancer, you're gonna die young, you're never gonna amount to much. And it's like these words are attacking us and the enemy loves to shoot words at us and David, he. He spoke back. He said, listen to me. He says, the God whom I serve. And he began to brag about his God giving him ability. And when he talked to King Saul later and wanted to go fight Goliath, he talked about his God that gave me to, to kill a bear, to kill a lion. If you do not have a praise life that magnifies God, that glorifies God, that tells God how amazing he is daily, If you don't have that, your problem becomes bigger than your magnification or your correct look at God. And as you go into the scripture, one of the things you'll find is that we are to be bringing glory to God. We are to be praising God, speaking about God, talking to God. Because when you're with somebody and you get to know them better and better, you see the truth about them, you or your mouth just hangs open. God, He spoke words and light is still expanding the darkest regions of the universe at the speed of light. God spoke and planets came into existence. God spoke and an entire Culture of birds that fly came into existence. Every animal in the water that walks and creeps on the land. So, the more time you spend praising Him, blessing Him, declaring who God is, the more you have a sense of faith in God. And Jesus said that to the disciples in Mark chapter 11 when they saw Him. You know, He spoke words to a fig tree and it just died. And they said, Oh, and Jesus began to teach them faith. The first thing he says is, have faith in God or have the God kind of faith. Well, if God to you is some kind of little cute guy, like in a picture, the soft shepherd with long brown, soft hair with highlights, big, beautiful, precious moments, eyes, that does, man, then you're not gonna really have this awe, this incredible fear, not a fear or a torment of evil or bad, of God.
0: We're so glad you tuned into the podcast today. Here at Miracle Channel, our mission has always stayed the same, to reach every home in Canada with the truth about Jesus. But Miracle Channel's reach goes far beyond this podcast. Through our TV broadcasts, daily devotional, streaming service, and multiple podcasts, thousands of people like you are growing closer to Jesus every day. Learn more about Miracle Channel and download our resources by clicking the link in our show notes. We hope that you are blessed by this teaching today. And we want to say thank you for listening to the Miracle Channel podcast.
1: So in Psalms 34 and chapter one to 11, I'm gonna read you some stuff. I'm gonna talk about it here because King David is teaching us what he would always do. And even before Jesus died on the cross, this was the old covenant. Listen to the words of David. He says, I, I will bless the Lord at all times. What do you mean bless the Lord? He's gonna just tell God how amazing he is and just bless him, brag about him, declare his goodness. He says, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. He says, my soul is going to boast in the Lord. He says, oh, the humble shall hear of it and be glad. Other people would hear David bragging about his God. And if they were humble, they were arrogant and proud. Oh yeah, right. Right. Then they would be ministered to by listening to David brag about his God. Then he says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Now, look at the words that he's using. Bless the Lord. Praise the Lord. Boast on God. Magnify God. Exalt God. Before we have gone through even a few verses, he is talking about his praise is always going to be in my mouth. Did you know that one of the things your mouth should be doing when you wake up in the morning is praise God. You're amazing. I'm in love with you. You've created the day today. This is a day the Lord hath made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it because you've prepared my path ahead of time. And it's all good. Psalms 100. Thirty-nine Up to verse 13, 14 talks about how that every day of my life's a page in a book and it's all good thoughts. <laughs> so you begin to praise Him and boast, God, you created the universe and you're in love with me. You're my helper, your presence. It says, Holy Spirit is my help. You're helping me. You're with me. Oh, I'm so excited about you, God. Today we are going to win. We are going to do great things, God. Oh, today's an amazing day. This boasting and bragging on God and praising. God, communicating with God, magnifying God, exalting God, blessing God, praising God, just get used to doing that. You start praising him, I'm telling you something changes on the inside of you because to be a believer, we must first believe God is incredible and huge and all powerful and have this fear or this awe of how amazing our God is. Now. Then this is what the psalmist says. Then he says, I sought the Lord. How did he seek the Lord? By blessing him, praising him, boasting about him, magnifying him, exalting him. This is how he sought God. He just kept praising him. And then he says, I sought the Lord. He heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. You know, before you begin to really believe uh, and be able to speak to the problems in your life and change things, we gotta deal with fear because fear has torment. Fear gets in and plants its own seeds. You know, in Mark chapter four, Jesus is teaching about planting the word of God in the soil of your heart. And he says there that there are thorns and thistles and that they are the anxieties and the worries. These are all just words that are rooted in fear. David said, you delivered me from all, not some of them all my fears. People always try to tell me, well, fear is a good thing. I said, why? Well, I want my kid to be afraid of the road. I don't wanna be afraid of cars so he doesn't walk on the road. I'm gonna teach him to respect Cars, but I'm never going to make him to allow fear into his life because fear has torment. So you got to get a different definition of fear. Teach him to respect the power of that car, the speed of that vehicle. Um, He's probably seen a rabbit run over or a little animal on the side of the road, and, and he knows. Okay, getting on the. You can teach him these things, but don't try to use fear. When you try to use fear to educate your children, um, it can create within them a spirit of fear. They begin to accept, even past all your teachings, at some point, they accept the fear of a lot of things. And so I would never want my kids to be fearful. David says, I blessed him, praised him, boasted on him, that I magnified him, exalted him. He heard me, he delivered me from my fears. You are gonna find that when you praise God every day that it deals with fears because it makes you consciously aware. God is in my life. God, and all that he's promised me rises up when I praise him and magnify him and bless him and say, God, you're amazing. If I could get Christians to just praise him every day, those seconds you wake up and your eyeballs go boing, you are gonna magnify something. Usually people go, well, just don't feel good, I didn't sleep real well, I woke up too many times, I had so many crazy dreams. What you're doing is now planting seeds for today. You're saying, didn't sleep so I'm gonna be tired, I had awful dreams, didn't get the rest that I needed, something negative is going on, and I just don't feel myself this morning. You are speaking fear, fear-laden fear things. You are planting seeds about today, and now when things don't go good, you had a lousy night. Now. Just keep saying I had a lousy night. If you have to talk to a doctor and get help for something, tell them I can't sleep. But don't get up every morning and go, I can't sleep and my dreams are awful. And it's just, I wake up tired every morning because every word that you speak plants seeds. It is spoken words are seeds. And when you plant them in the soil of your heart, The Bible says they're going to come up. And that's why it says that every word that you speak, you're going to give an account for. It's going to be judged. It doesn't mean that one day you're going to stand before God and he's going to go through a video for 120 years of your life, every word, every comma, every dot, every title. No, it's saying it's judging you right now or the words that you are speaking. You see, if you go to figure skating, you've got judges that are handing out awards to the best figure skaters. A gold war to the top, silver to the second, bronze to the third, and then they're all ranked down. Well, your words are being judged, and your words are giving place to great things that God can do, uh, or it's just the words that are creating the world of your future. And so I'm trying to get people to begin to praise God and to enjoy God and to, and to worship him and sing songs to him uh, that are positive and good because it causes fear to leave your life. You're focused on God. When Peter walked on the water, when he saw Jesus walking on the waves in the storm, and he said, if it's you, tell me to come. And Jesus says, Peter, Wow, Peter gets out of that boat and walks on the water while he's focused on Jesus. And when he got his eyes off of Jesus, he got him on the problems, the winds, the waves, the sound, the spray, and all of this, he just started to sink. Praising and worshiping and and celebrating and exalting and magnifying God, it causes you to stay focused on him. And now you compare your problem to God. Well, the doctor said it's cancer. Well, God created the human body to kill everything out there. Well, Jesus, the Son of God, laid hands on every disease. It says in Psalms 103, Bless the Lord, O my soul, who heals all your diseases. I want you to notice, though, that when we give in to the fear of something, that it's praising God. We're comparing the bigness of our God to a disease, to uh, an issue, to a poverty, to my career is ending, you know, that they're shutting the doors down on the plant or, or, or. Well, God looks after sparrows who don't work. God creates flowers, beautiful, nice colors, and he feeds them the nutrients in the water, and he loves you more. He knew that was going to happen. He's got another plan. Follow him, praise him, magnify him. Because when you're in faith, you hear God. When you are in fear, you don't hear God. You hear fear. So getting rid of the fear in your life gives you an ability to hear God clearly. You know, one of the things I do, uh, cause I often am praying and, and celebrating and worshiping God, but I've always got my ears. I want my ears on, you know, and some of you might not like this analogy, but the younger generations do. I've always got my spidey sense out there. You know, Spider-Man had this ability. He could sense things I, there's a spidey sense or a God sense. I wanna hear God. Don't go there, go there. I wanna hear him to lead me in paths of righteousness that work. I want him to lead me in paths of victory and overcoming. And so I got my ear to him. But if I let fear in, fear literally clouds right off my ability to sense the direction from God, and I begin instead to respond to that fear. You know, they say you jump out of the frying pan into the fire? I find fear does that. It causes us to literally just jump out of the situation we're in, and we make a decision, and it gets even worse. But when I keep fear at bay by magnifying and praising God every day, I hear him so clearly he might just say just stay your course just stand this stuff's going to disappear you know when you've done all it says in Ephesians chapter 10 not chapter 6 stand other times he'll say do this and I'll just go do that and it's amazing how if you let fear in your life now is there fear in people's lives today you know as a young man when my dad was a pastor and my mom and dad were pastoring I, I was very watchful, and I have never seen fear like I see it today. It is so bad. I mean, in grade one, we've got you know private schools, Christian schools, and I'll walk down the hallway sometimes and see them lining up for class, and I can hear one little guy tell another guy, I'm so stressed today. They're already changing the language of fear as though it's normal. We all are stressed. But the issue is that stress at its root is fear. And I never used to hear people talk that way before. And today, the stress meds, the fear meds that are out there, I mean, What is it, 85% of all of them are in North America, in Canada, or in the first world. That's where all of these meds are to, to kind of calm down your fear, your anxiety, your stress, and the Bible's got answers for all of them. So you can be delivered from fear. What does it? Getting into God's Word and speaking His Word, magnifying God every morning when you wake up, and then declaring what His Word says. So in the mornings when I wake up, I find my own spot, my quiet time. It doesn't have to be out loud. I mean, there's times in my car, I'm shouting and screaming and worshiping God. Other times, I'm just there barely moving my lips. God, you're amazing, you're wonderful. I'm so in love with you. Today's gonna be a beautiful day, an amazing day. And I begin to declare out loud. And then I'll begin to declare with my mouth, I thank you the angels are encamped around about me, my kids, my family, my grandkids. I thank you right now my staff are taught of the Lord, that they're rising up in faith and doing their job with incredible ability and function. I thank you right now that ahead of us are the best years of our lives. Thank you, Father. Your word says, your word says, I'm always thanking him and praising him, magnifying him because he's prepared for me ahead of time, a way to walk that is the best. And even behind me, the Bible says his goodness and his mercy are following me all the days of my life. When you Begin to declare and magnify and worship God and declare what His Word says, He delivers you from your fears. It goes on to say, They looked to Him, God, and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. See, when you begin to magnify and worship God, it says the very look of that person becomes radiant. It becomes no more shame and worry and fear. You're excited about the future. You're not taking responsibility because you might not have had anything to do with all the past problems, issues, failures, losses, but now you're taking control of your future by using the key God gave you, which is whatever you declare to be in your life. It says it can be there in uh, Matthew 18, 18. Let's go on and we're gonna finish here, but it says, the poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his financial troubles. So even when you're going through poverty, praise God that you're blessed, praise him for his ability to look after you. Then it says, the angel of the Lord encamps around all of those who fear him. Again, this word fear does not mean fear, that has torment, where you're fearful of him hurting you. No, it's just you're in awe of his power and his greatness, and he's here protecting you. It says he he encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. This is a stunning chapter, folks. Magnify him, praise him, declare. Then it goes on to say this, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, blessed, blessed, is the man who trusts in him oh fear the lord you his saints start out your day being in awe of god not in awe of your boss not in awe of the economy issues not in awe of a new virus coming out of china or whatever place is coming out of. no the fear of the lord in awe of him it says blessed is the man who trusts in him oh fear the lord you his saints there is no want to those who fear him. There's no lack, in other words, to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger. I mean, even the young powerful lions. But those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Come, you children, listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Psalms 34, you should read that over and over and over a whole bunch of times out loud and then practice every day praising and bringing glory to God. Declare all your fear is gone. Angels are encamped around you. Whatever you're in right now, God delivers you. And Psalms 34 can become your favorite passage as a believer as you just practice what it says. Read it out loud victoriously and then begin to worship and praise on that this is in this is my life and this is in my life.
0: Thanks for joining us today.